Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. We're bringing holiday inspiration right to you. Download the Acme mobile app where you can order all your seasonal favorites from delivery or drive up and go. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. When you find ingredients that feed joy, chef-curated holiday recipes, and grocery rewards to rejoice in, all in one app. We're here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. I've been farming hogs for 23 years. Basically, I've raised hogs all my life. In this barn, I've got uh, about 1,000 head. And they're market-ready hogs, and they're definitely ready to go to market. My name's Mike Patterson, and I'm a hog farmer from Kenyon, Minnesota. Our family's been farming in this area for four generations, and beyond that, my ancestors were farmers. Probably the biggest thing that we take the most pride in is being able to produce food for people really all around the world. You know, our products are used here domestically, but also shipped to many locations around the world. So we take a lot of pride in producing a quality product for people to eat. Trouble is, right now, people can't eat what Farmer Mike produces. He has a total of 3,000 pigs, all ready to go to market. But they've been trapped on his farm for weeks. We've got uh, barns full of pigs and really nowhere to go, so there's been a lot of uncertainty uh, for the last month for us on our farm. It definitely puts in jeopardy our financial ability to continue to farm. So why is Mike Patterson stuck with thousands of pigs he just can't sell? The answer lies in the contract he has with an industrial meat processing plant in Sioux Falls in the neighbouring state of South Dakota. Each day the production lines at this eight-floor gigantic white box, a cathedral to America's passion for meat, kill 20,000 pigs and turn them into bacon, hot dogs and ham. The plant is run by a company called Smithfield Foods, the biggest pork processor in the world. Hi, I'm Ken Sullivan, President and CEO of Smithfield Foods. Smithfield's boss issued this video statement in the middle of March amid growing global anxiety over the spread of coronavirus. We feed millions of people every day, every single day. It's a business with no shortcuts and no days off. Most of our team members work side by side on production lines in our facilities. We can't stay home. We can't telecommute. Food, after all, does not get made on the internet. It was a message of defiance, a statement of intent that the Smithfield lines would keep rolling, regardless of the pandemic. But just a few weeks later, in mid-April, American television stations brought dramatic news. This is KMTV 3 News Now, this morning. Smithfield Foods, the world's largest pork producer, has shut down its Sioux Falls, South Dakota plant due to hundreds of positive coronavirus cases. Food experts say closing a plant of this size will have repercussions across the entire country's food supply. Reporter Ruth Olsenida has... The closure was ordered by the governor of South Dakota. The plant had become one of the country's biggest coronavirus hotspots. Around 800 of its 3,700 staff have fallen ill with the virus. This worker, speaking anonymously to Juju Chang of ABC News, says she quit her job at the plant last month because she was worried about the safety of her and her family. We are working all together. We are working in lines. One feet apart, two feet apart? No, I can say a few inches. We have uh, a lot of contact, you know. I was thinking that it was not a safe place to work, and especially to protect my family. 
the Sioux Falls processing plant has now been linked to almost half of all the entire state of South Dakota's coronavirus cases. Its closure left Minnesota pig farmer Mike Patterson with an almighty problem. There's really nowhere, nowhere to go with these animals other than, you know, other than the plants that are designed to take them. Worst case scenario, we're looking at you know, possibly having to euthanize many of the animals on our farm. If it was all the animals, that would be about $450,000 from a financial standpoint of, of value lost. That means just killing them yourselves and the animals going to waste, just being buried in the ground, just being dumped, is that right? Yes, that's that's what we're looking at. They would be, you know, made into dog food or things like that, or composted and just being land applied. Just dug back into the land? Yeah, yep. And how does the thought of that make you feel, having to just kill and dump your pigs? It goes against everything I do as a farmer. To see them go to waste is just very, it's very tough for me. Other farmers across the US have in fact already made the difficult decision to slaughter and dump tens of thousands of their animals. That's because dozens of meat processing plants have also been told to close because of virus outbreaks among staff. The US Health Protection Agency, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, says there have been almost 5,000 cases among workers at 115 meatpacking facilities across 19 states, and that 20 of them have so far died. Unions claim there have been twice that many cases and that more than 30 workers have died. So here's the really big question. Why do so many meat processing plants appear to be such dangerous incubators of the virus? They're big industrial factories. They employ thousands of individuals, all working in close contact. So when they run the line, they're usually almost literally shoulder to shoulder. Tara Smith is Professor of Epidemiology at Kent State University in Ohio, another state where farmers have been badly hit by the closures. She's an expert on how diseases spread. They're often protected in kind of gowns and things like that. But in typical situations, they won't be wearing masks. Sometimes they will be wearing gloves. You have airflow in the factory because, of course, everything is chilled. So you have a lot of airflow both from the line kind of zipping through, but also just from the differential temperatures in different areas of the building. So you always have kind of this airflow going through. And so when you have people standing right next to each other, working heavily because, of course, this is a a difficult job, breathing heavily, you have chance for spreading virus from just one infected individual to many that are in close proximity. Professor Tara Smith, more from her as we go along. American consumers have also been feeling the impact as the health crisis in meat processing plants deepens. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. With some restaurants running out of beef burgers, fans of the fast food chain Wendy's were quick to remind the company of this famous advertising slogan from the mid-1980s. Shops, too, are feeling the pinch. National shortages of pork and beef have pushed prices higher. President Trump has used his executive powers to try to get shuttered plants reopened by declaring meat processors to be part of America's critical infrastructure. Unions, though, claim the pressure to reopen will put workers' lives at risk. Mark Lauritsen represents meatpackers at the United Food and Commercial Workers International Union. Meatpacking has always been a tough, hazardous industry, so it's going to be incumbent upon employers and the union to make sure that 
the safety standards that are issued, which are guidance, are actually fully implemented to make sure that these workers are safe. When the government issued the Defense Production Act and ordered those plants to stay open, there was nothing in that which required that the personal protective equipment also be made available to these folks. The good, the, the top of the line personal protective equipment, like the N95 respirator mask versus just a cloth mask. So these are the things that we're going to have to push for and we're going to have to make happen. It will take things like slowing down the pace of production. It'll take things like re-engineering plants. But if we do those things, a vast majority of those jobs, we can get proper social distancing in place. Isn't the worry for you, though, as a union, you know, you're more or less saying we may have to find ways to do this work with fewer people. Isn't that heading in the direction of job cuts, which is an, an odd position for a union to be in? Well, if we properly re-engineer the plants, we don't have to do job cuts. Um, we could just redesign plants, spread people out through different parts of the plant, add different different work mechanisms. We could do this and still have the same number of people and probably get relatively close to the same amount of production. The point we need to get to is safer jobs with the same number of workers at that plant. Meatpackers at Union Representative Mark Lauritsen. So what do health experts think companies which run meat processing plants need to do now to make them safer places to work? Back to epidemiologist Tara Smith in Ohio. One of the biggest things, and as far as I know, this hasn't really been implemented in most of these plants, is slowing down the lines. If you slow down the line, you can allow employees to have more separation between each other And that's a key thing that the plants seem to be reluctant to do, from what I understand, to put in measures that may better protect the employees, but also may further kind of reduce the supply of meat that they're putting out from each shift. If anything, though, U.S. meat processing lines have been getting faster. Last year, the Department of Agriculture abolished maximum line speeds at pig processing plants. And even after the pandemic struck in April this year, a number of beef, pork and poultry plants were given permission to further increase production as shortages spread. Since 1936, Smithfield has supplied America with good food made the right way. But through all those years, we've never faced a challenge like this. As this corporate video makes clear, companies like Smithfield accept they face formidable challenges. Last month, a team of inspectors from America's Health Watchdog, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, visited Smithfield's pork processing plant in South Dakota. Their report contained more than 100 recommendations for improvement. They include allowing more space between workers and installing no-touch sinks and soap dispensers, and also better communication with the largely immigrant workforce at the plant, where around 40 different languages are spoken. The report said the company may need to slow lines to maintain social distancing, but didn't directly order it. We asked Smithfield for an interview, but no one was available. The company did, however, send us a statement. At the core of our COVID-19 response is an ongoing focus on employee health and safety and continued adherence with, at minimum, the United States Federal Health and Safety Authority standards. Across all its facilities, the company is providing team members with personal protective equipment, including masks and at least temporary face shields. We have implemented mass thermal scanning systems to identify employees with elevated temperatures prior to entering facilities, enhanced cleaning and disinfection, installed plexiglass and other physical barriers on the production floor and in break rooms, and increased social distancing wherever possible. 
If companies can't get to grips with the challenges, it could be that the coronavirus has even worse in store for rural America, where many meatpacking plants are located to be nearer farms and so cut the cost of transport. Ohio epidemiologist Professor Tara Smith fears that such infection hotspots are poised to spread to the wider rural community, a community ill-equipped to deal with the pandemic. A lot of these areas that are around them are bedroom communities, so communities that don't necessarily have a lot of jobs themselves, but those are where people live. And so people working at these meatpacking plants may come from a dozen different small towns within a 60-mile or so radius. Many rural hospitals have closed over the past decade, and even those that are still open, a good chunk of those are in financial emergency situation. And this was even before COVID-19. People have to drive 90 miles to their nearest hospital to get care for something like this. I think people in rural areas just currently are not taking this very seriously, and people aren't going to realize it until it really gets bad. Are you looking for an easier way to invest in real estate? Well, it has arrived. As stocks fall, investors are flocking to real estate. Rental home investing has outperformed the stock market over the last 20 years with less volatility. In under five minutes, you can get started investing in rental properties and begin earning passive income without the substantial upfront costs. And Arrived takes care of the management and operations, so you can sit back and build wealth. Start investing in rental properties with as little as $100. Visit ArrivedHomes.com. That's ArrivedHomes.com.